today we are on day 152 and starting our readings off today we will be in 2nd Samuel so let's go ahead and start and we will be in 2nd Samuel verse 1 reading through chapter 2 verse 11 David learns of Saul's death. After the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Aklamites and spent two days in Ziklag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn his clothes and put dirt on his head to show them that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in respect. Where have you come from? David asked. I escaped from the Israelite camp, the man replied. What happened? David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. The man replied, Our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded of the young man. The man answered, I happened to be on Mount Gilbo, and and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy's chariots and charities charters closing in on him when he turned and saw me he cried out for me to come to him how can i help i asked him he responded who are you i am an acclimate i told him then he begged me come over here and put me out of my misery for i am in a terrible pain and want to die so i killed him the acclimate told david for i knew he couldn't live then i took his crown and his armband and I have brought them here to you, my lord. David and his men tore their clothes and swore when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel, because they had died by the sword that day. Then David said to the young man who brought the news, Where are you from? And he replied, I am a foreigner, an acclimate, who lives in your land. Why were, you not, why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to the one of his men, Kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the acclimate and killed him. You have condemned yourself, David said, for you yourself confessed that you killed the Lord's anointed one. David's song for Saul and Jonathan. Then David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan, and he commanded that it be taught to the people of Judah. It is known as the Song of the Bow, and is recorded in the book of Jashar. Your pride and joy, O Israel, lies dead on the hills. O how the mighty heroes have fallen! Don't announce the news in Gath. Don't proclaim it in the streets of Ashkelon or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, and the pagans will laugh in triumph. O mountains of Gilbo, let there be no dew or rain on you, nor fruitful fields producing offerings of grain. For the shield of the mighty heroes was defiled. The shield of Saul will no longer be anointed with oil. The bow of Jonathan was powerful, and the sword of Saul did its mighty work. They shed the blood of their enemies, 
and pierced the bodies of mighty heroes. He beloved and gracious were Saul and Jonathan. They were together in life and in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. O women of Israel, weep for Saul, for he dressed you in lux or dressed you in luxurious scarlet clothing, in garments decorated with gold. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen in battle! Jonathan lies dead on the hills. How I weep for you, my brothers, Jonathan! Oh, how much I loved you, and your love for me was deep. Deeper than the love of women. Oh, how mighty the heroes have fallen. Stripped of their weapons, they lie dead. David anointed king of Judah. After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to the town of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, Which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David's two wives were annoying from... Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Caramel. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah, and they settled in the village near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. When David heard that the men of Jebesh Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them this message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love. And I too will reward you for what you have done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be my strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah who have anointed me as their king. Ishobeth proclaimed king of Israel. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had already gone to Mahomet with Saul's son Ishobeth. There he proclaimed Ishobeth king of Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, the land of the Asherites, and all the rest of Israel. Ishobeth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king, and he ruled for Mahomet for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. So now we turn to John, where we will read chapter 20, or chapter 12, verse 20, and read to 50. Jesus predicts his death. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethshedeb in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it, and those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. 
Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray? Father, save me from this hour. But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was, the, was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is the Son of Man anyways? Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them, the unbelief of the people. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, for Isaiah also said, The Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and have me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this, because he said the future and spoke of Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in the dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world, and do not judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know his command, His commands lead to eternal life, so I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Now we turn to Psalm 118, 19 through 29. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that builds rejected, builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. 
This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and blind it with cords on the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. He is faithful, for his faithful love endures forever. Proverbs 15, 27 through 28. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. We thank you for joining us today. And again, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you.